When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Mark Norman in studio talking about life in the Big Easy, New Orleans. Next on the Best of. about the birds and the bees, JB. <laughs> I was wondering why he was playing. It's like, well, what dig is he taking at me? He's playing, the reason he's playing Disco Inferno is JB's father, Percy. Whenever he was mad enough, 
he would go into his bedroom and turn Disco Inferno up full volume. Oh, <laughs> the kids would know he's mad away. Wow. Running away. There was nine of us. Holy hell. Running. Holy hell. Jeez. And then he was telling us that his the sex talk that his dad gave him was to put a plug into an outlet. That's, that is great. Well, it's the male end, the female end. Yeah. Right. That's Jeez. how he said, this is the male and this is the female. He said, put that. And it's like, okay. And don't put a fork in it. <laughs> yeah, don't put a fork in the outlet. I did that once, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Was a smart kid. For some reason, I don't know why this was, but my father only would hit one of my sisters and me and the other five he didn't ever did. Hmm, that means he likes you. No. <laughs> All right. He actually told me that he didn't like me. Ouch. So, you know, That's uh, why he hit you, I guess. Probably. But I remember he hit my sister. And since I was the only other one that he ever hit, I was in her bedroom laughing about the fact that she got hit and I didn't. Yeah. Nice kid. I'm like, ah. And I put a fork in the outlet. I guess I did about 15 somersaults. And that was the end of that. Wow. Not necessarily good. No, no superpowers? I had no superpowers, uh, Mark. It was there's no superpower. I, it was just sad. Tonight, tomorrow night, by the way, Acme, 8 and 10.30. Yeah. Mark Norman from... New Orleans, Louisiana. What do you think of that? Nice. Thank you. Yay. Who that? Represent. Who that? Yeah. Oh, no. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Drew Brees is our mayor. He should be the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we, uh, who, who is the uh, guy that, uh, same size as Drew Brees? Yeah, it is amazing that he is, he's a little bit under six feet tall and he's yeah. as good as he is. Yeah, he's a killer. Uh, cannon for an arm and, yep. uh, Balding pretty good, too. <laughs> and, That's just part of the deal. And never been able to wipe that smudge off his face. Yeah, he's got a little thing there. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's you got never, like a birthmark or something. Port wine that, stain thing? No, I never noticed that port wine stain on his oh, face. Oh, yeah. We call it a Gorbachev. <laughs> yes. It's a nice, <laughs> Bless you. Sneeze talking about nice that. timely reference. <laughs> Hey, Gorbachev is a good and timely reference. Well, I don't. He's kind of out of the loop. Well, is yeah. he dead? Uh, he might be. Might as well be. He might be. He's dead to me. I don't know. <laughs> he's dead to me. I never liked him. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Dirty Russian. <laughs> <laughs> he's still around. Oh, is he? Gorbachev is. Yep. Is he's, he the one that had the? He's the one that had the stain. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Is he Russian? Yes. I thought okay. once they were in office, they stayed in office for the rest of time. Why isn't he still? Well, the Soviet Union dissolved quite some time. Well, yeah. I know, but doesn't mean that he couldn't stay in power. But didn't he? Isn't he the one that came to Minnesota? Was that yeah. Gorbachev? Yeah, many, many, came many here. years it was ago. June fourth. Wow. Okay. Boy, I didn't know you were autistic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got the dates down. But he came here June fourth. Gorbachev came here. And on June 4th, I believe it didn't get above, what, 47 it degrees? It was super cold. It was I remember, freezing. Wow. Uh, I remember the whole city get was a Twitter because he was coming into town. Well, he's Russian. He knows about the cold. That's he true. does know about the cold. It's absolutely true. But you do not. As Now, New Orleans in, in the winter. We've never we've been there in the summer, but never in the winter. You get a little winter down there. Yeah, it never gets below 50. Doesn't get below 50. I mean, it's a That's hot, good. humid town. It's like a turned-on vagina. <laughs> It's just wet and moist and sticky. Sticky? Oh, yeah. I don't know if that sticky part's good. No, no. There's some rough vages out there. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I understand. We're going to keep it clean. I see you're drinking a squirt. That's appropriate. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Well, you don't have to keep it clean. You're oh, that's another like, thing. Well, well, no, you can't just swear. No swearing. Oh, no swearing. But no we can swearing. talk about. You can talk about vaginas oh, if you want. Oh, great. All right. I wasn't sure. I was Which pushing the fun. envelope. <laughs> I was pushing the envelope. Which... My wife will enjoy it, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> so, what? We, we are playing footsie under the table. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> you go. That's, that's not good. It's a long table. <laughs> yeah, it's a long foot. <laughs> so now, I, I asked you this earlier, but no, you, you, you started doing comedy in new orleans but it's not but you said that new orleans is not a great comedy town it's too jazzy it's jazzy it's drunky it's sinful <laughs> you know it's, it's people going to see boobs and get drunk uh, and uh go, oh, to, go to a concert go to mardi gras go to jazz fest go to the french quarter bourbon street so nobody wants to sit there and hear my my thoughts on you know cereal or whatever <laughs> My thoughts on cereal. Yeah, yeah, so you know, if they they've had shows there and it's just heckle heckle fest. So oh, uh, really? Yeah. So you, they heckle up a storm. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know what? I could see that happening. It's a lawless town. It's a lot of rowdiness and drunk yuck 'em ups and fist fights and stuff. But you said now that some people have ruined that. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the hipsters came in, and really, uh, they like rules, you know, these kids. <laughs> really? <laughs> these kids like rules. Yeah, well, they come in, they open their health food stores and their cup, oh. cupcake shops <laughs> and uh, quinoa and the kale, and <laughs> oh, they, they claim to be open-minded and fun, but they're actually squares with a fedora on. <laughs> no, it's very true. You're absolutely right very about that. Very closed-minded. They no, I, really are. I can be honest with you. You ever been to Mrs. B's in New Orleans? Yes. I love Mrs. B's. Who doesn't? That's a staple. I mean, it's a phenomenal restaurant. Mm-hmm. You get your whatever you're looking for. I mean, your Cajun, your Creole, Cajun, and your Creole. Now, where you're, you're, you said where you're from is Cajun. Is that correct, or is that Slidell? No, we're well. New Orleans is Cajun as well, but we're more of a sophisticated metropolis. Slidell yes. is that's down by the bayou. It is. You know, that's like the real, we call them coon asses, which is like a, <laughs> that's like a redneck, you know, swamp oh, coon guy. coon asses? Why do yeah. they call them a coon ass? I don't know I've why. heard that saying before. Yeah, it's not a racial thing. It's not a racial it's, thing. Uh, it's just how, I just, I don't know, it came up, but there's a lot of big trucks with mud tires with yeah. its coon ass on the back, you know? Really? Yeah. See, I had no idea that was true. Oh, yeah. So where does Baton Rouge fit into that? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is the state capital, and LSU is there, which is a right. huge college, Louisiana State. And that's the only thing keeping that city alive oh. is the college. I don't know why <laughs> we're not the capital in New Orleans, but it's kind of like Albany. That? Albany's the capital of New York. should be Manhattan or New York City. You but would think, yes. Sometimes they, they throw the capital, you know, St. Paul. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they throw well. the capital off to the uh, side side hustle there. Sorry, are you telling me that Montpelier is not the biggest city in Vermont? I am. It's Burlington. It's Burlington. <laughs> How do you know this now? I travel this here nation doing my uh, comedic stylings. But you've never been here before. Why is that? That is shocking, and, I, and I'm excited to be here, even though I've been indoors all day. But I'm happy to be here, and I've always wanted to come to Minneapolis, and I've heard great things, and it, so far it's true. It's a very, very big comedy town. Though. I know. Mm-hmm. And the Mark, Louis I mean, Andersons and the Maria Bamford and the Mitch Hedbergs. You guys have got yeah. some great alumni. Yeah, but so why do you think it is that you've never been here before? It just happened that way. And I also opened for Amy Schumer and Louis C.K. for many years. And for some reason, I didn't go with them in these tours. I think I had a, a diarrhea or something happened where I missed out. <laughs> you had out. diarrhea? I get it all the time. 
I eat anything. <laughs> I eat anything. Yeah, I don't. So you used to open for Louis C.K. Yeah. Was he easy to work with? The easiest guy, Everybody the coolest guy. Yeah. I mean, he likes to masturbate, but other than, other that, than that, other than that, just great guy. Helped out a lot of women, mind you, and uh, just good egg and just normal dude. Just a fat slob of a man and great. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to be open for him again after you said that. <laughs> well, he can take a hit. He could take, you know, he's not a very friendly guy to interview. Is that right? No, he's not. Oh, he, he, sorry. He's a, no, no, it's not. I don't care. Okay. Whatever. I've interviewed eight billion people in my career. Sure. But yeah, he just not. He does not. I don't think he likes radio much, and I understand that. Yeah. Because most radio sucks. Well, I think it's year. He's been doing it for you know thirty something years. Yeah. So I think he's gone and how'd you get started? What's your process? Where do you get your material? And I think uh, thirty years of that will really yeah. wear on a redhead. See, that's what I'd <laughs> why I'd rather hear things like you say. All right. Like well, yeah. Going after you know talking about vaginas and all that. Hey, thanks. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you made a point today that was a very good point, and I, most people would not be brave enough to make that point, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Story of my life. We'll just we'll just have to continue our conversation, and everything will be good. Maybe it'll come up. It'll bubble it, up it at some point. Bu- it could bubble up at some point, and then everything would be wonderful. Yes, much like my erection. Well, so your erections bubble up. Well, I got herpes. Well, okay, then that makes total. <laughs> I'm joking, but it is one in four. So, <laughs> one in four people have herpes. Oh yeah, I did not know. So that. somebody in the room's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Melania. What was it? Yeah, Melania <laughs> Trump. Melina. Yes, Melina. Melina Trump. There you yes. go. Yes, I like that. Are you guys Trump folk? Mm-hmm. Nah, we're oh, pretty. I- I saw the the statue of the bobblehead. Well, there's, wow, there's, there's Hillary, Trump and and Hillary and oh, Jesus. So. Oh, good point. You're yeah. all over the road there. Yeah. And yeah, a tiara. We're all over. And yeah, yeah. what else is up? To, oh, there's a tiara, too. Yeah. That was hers. Yeah, that's fine. Oh. It, was, it was Catherine, uh, Catherine Brandt at the ballpark. They made yeah. her a princess or something. Wow, look at that. Well, I didn't know I was sitting with royalty. I, I don't know what I well, was. Well, you were wearing a tiara. Everybody so. got one. It was oh, okay. tiara day. It's a participation tiara. Yes. But it was Catherine Brandt tiara. Yeah, Where's Catherine? Tiara day. Yeah, that was what, what it, was it was called at the ballpark. Yeah, got it. It was unbelievable. Did you pitch? No. Okay. No, she was go- She was supposed to, but we were late. <coughs> we were Ooh. really late. We were late to her own day. That, that was not sucks. smart. We couldn't get there. That was not smart. Do you run it? See, here's the problem. We went to a function last night, Mark. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I did, and I was talking to a guy. First of all, when we walked in, it was at, it was at my lawyer's office. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and the second we walked in the door, there were about, what, 200 people there? Wow. Yeah. A couple hundred people. Yeah. And I literally, it hit me immediately, we're the poorest people here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> By far. Uh, and you like, have a crown. Oh. Yeah. And you've got a tiara and a crown, the whole deal. Yeah. But um, I was talking to, uh, to some people that I just met. That yeah, it, they all look like brand new money. Oh, oh, got a it. A lot of money. Got it. Lots of money. What was the function for? Uh, he had moved offices and rebuilt his offices, so he wanted everybody to see his I new office. I think it was just Jeez. a little... Uh, what yeah. a jerk fest. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what you do office? <laughs> I don't go to... Fun. I'm a functioning alcoholic. He, that's about as close as I get. See, that's a good functioning alcoholic. Um, but he did... Uh, this guy I was talking to pointed out to me, because he asked me my political views, and I said, well, I'm pretty much a centrist. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, that's not a very popular position these days. I'm a centrist as well. Yeah, but 
how can you not be popular if you're centrist? Like, well, I kind of agree with you, and I kind of agree with you yeah. a little bit on different things. Why would you? Yeah, but you don't agree with everything I say, so get away from me. Well, that's how we live. We're so tribal now yeah, in this way are. of like, you're you're different than me. Get out of here. But right. the, they claim to be open-minded and progressive, mm-hmm. but then you're just shunning a, no, a whole other group because they disagree with you. Do you realize how insane that sounds? It's what really is this? insane. Thank Lord you. of the Flies. It's true. It's bananas. It's, it's crazy. It and they judge you completely off that one fact. They they. Mm-hmm. They think they know your whole life, yep. and yep. you're like, you yeah, right. just met me. Well, that's because they want to reduce you down to one fact and put you in a box. Exactly. Yeah. Exa- that's exactly. The- now, is New, Orleans, is, is New Orleans a conservative city? Uh, I don't know. No. Not really. No, no. The, the state, Louisiana, is crazy. Bananas. Cause like, you go out 10 minutes, and it's like, I'll shoot a gay guy if I see him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a lot of camo, a lot of duck hunting and rifles and that. like big trucks on a tire and all that, or big tires on a truck. And so, but the city is actually kind of a liberal hub, if you will, sure. much like Austin in Texas. Yeah, you yeah, know? right. Yes, absolutely. You know, Texas you get a lot of cowboys out there, yeah. but then you go to Austin and it's a bunch of uh, food truck drivers. Greatest <laughs> quote in the history of American politics was Huey Long. Ooh, lay it on me. When he asked if he could, if he thought he was going to win the next election, you don't know this quote. I, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's phenomenal. He, they asked him. He said, uh, "Mr. Long, do you think you're going to win this next election?" He goes, "I got it in the bag, unless they find me with a live girl or no, a dead girl or a live boy." <laughs> <laughs> That's a What's the direct quote, quote Andy? Andy? Look up Huey Long. The direct the direct quote is, a, I think it was a, uh, yeah, uh, a dead girl or a live boy. That's live a, man, but yeah. oh, he said a live man. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the direct quote? That pretty much is it. But answer, ask the question and then answer it. So it's direct. Okay. Well, the it doesn't say the question. Oh, it just it? says that he said the only way I'll lose is if they catch me in bed with a live man or a dead girl. Wow. Oh, so they in bed? I didn't know the in bed part. Well, that was implied. I think. Also, cool to like. What year was that? You got a year on that there, Ann? Eighties? Uh, Eighties? No. 80s? No. no, no, it was much earlier than that. Yeah, because that's a pretty homophobic remark. Yeah, but yeah, those were different times. That's true. Oh, uh, the earliest citation known is 1983. Really? Uh, I don't know. I think he died in '83. That's what I, I don't think Huey Long actually invented it. I think it's attributed to him, but it. Oh, oh the, the, only, so? the, the earliest proof they have of it is Edwin Edwards, who oh, was oh yeah, Edwin Edwards, a, yep. a governor of Louisiana. Yep. So Edwin Edwards. That's probably absolutely. why. So he said it. You're saying? Mm, I think so. Maybe it's hard oh, to tell. God. He may have said it. Call in if you know. <laughs> yes, call in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. More with Mark Norman. He is at uh, Acme tonight, tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty. Back in two minutes. Tom Bernard. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Me gustan las altas y las chaparritas, las placas y gordas y las chiquititas, solteras y viudas y divorciaditas. Me encantan las chatas de caras bonitas. That was Mark Norman. And did I mention that it's Nico de Mayo today? It is. Coming up next, we had Kostaki Economopolis keeping that NFL flame alive in the hearts of Americans everywhere. Next on the best of El mundo me importa poco. 
lleva de mí lo que quiero Soy honrado y buen amigo Vacilador Schneider? Fred Schneider. He's 66. Yeah, I think the, the woman. The, Kate the, is 70. Yeah, Kate just turned 70. They're coming to town. The B-52s are? Yep. I do like rock, rock, rock Lobster. I do like their music, actually, because it's fun. Yeah, they're very weird. It's funny when Peter Griffin from Family Guy sings it. He, it's <laughs> Iraq Lobster. Iraq Lobster. Shaylation. <laughs> I've never said this before, and I'll probably never say it again, but there's actually a chance you're not crazy. Maybe your washing machine really has been stealing your socks. Maybe we know where to find them. There's a photo going viral on Twitter that supposedly shows what happened when a landlord removed the bottom panel from one of the washing machines in her building. There's a compartment down there, and it's packed with socks. How would socks get out of a washing machine? There's no way. I, I, a dryer I could see, but not a washing machine. Why couldn't it, why couldn't it be washed down because the Because if there was tube. a slot big enough for a sock to get through, the water would go through there and get all over the floor. Yeah, I think they mean dryer. They mean dryer. There's no way it could be a washing know. machine. No yeah, way. No, that wouldn't make sense. Because all the water would get out. Yeah, it would just pool in that compartment. Maybe there's just some really badly designed washing machines that we don't know about. Much like the design of Quick Snaps by Kostaki Economopolis. <laughs> This is a Segway Master. <laughs> Segway Master. What's the buzz? How are you guys? Marvelous. Something Greek happened over the weekend. I blamed it on you. Um, you went late to a church function? <laughs> I can't remember what it was. There was something Greek, and I said, it's Kostaki's fault. Uh, was it was hummus? It? You yelled it hummus. Wait, that's not Greek. About politics? <laughs> Rick Spielman screwing up another Vikings draft. Another Viking draft, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know, we got Laquan Treadwell now, and we got Trey Waynes, and we got an, another guy who's five foot seven. And <laughs> God, how do you draft a cornerback that's five nine? That's a fair question. Oh God, and he drafts some number one. Yep. The, uh, what are you thinking? And the guy had criminal charges against yeah. him. <laughs> but then what are you guys doing down there in Georgia? Because there now, there you go. Sonny Michelle goes to New England. Right. I know. Well, theoretically, we're good at the running back spot. But I would have loved to see uh, Sonny wind up with the Falcons. That would have been fun. Now I've got mixed feelings rooting for him as a Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you come on now, I'm going to do this in the background. Just before you come on, I'm going to go, made in Georgia. <laughs> what do you think? What is that from? That's from Tour of Georgia. That's all the shows that are the tour. filmed in Georgia. They have that at the end. Yeah, movies and TV shows that are filmed in Georgia, they go, made in Georgia. Yeah, it's familiar. I couldn't place it. What is it called? The Georgia Tourism or Georgia yeah. Georgia Film Institute or what the hell ever it's called. The Georgia Peach. They show the Georgia Peach as their yeah. logo. I know well, it's that. It's going to be booming. Everybody's going to be leaving L.A. <laughs> you got that right. 
Nobody wants to pay those taxes. Right. Come on, 13.3% top uh, rate. What's wrong with that? Oh, yeah, what kind right. of liberals are you that you don't like to pay that kind of yeah, tax? Yeah, come, come on. Get in there and pay 40% Jerks. state tax, <laughs> which you can't write off on your federal anymore. Talk about greedy. I'll complain about the traffic first. Oh, no. well, God, part. the traffic. And the fact that uh, when you say, how's it going, it's an opening for the other person to go, oh, I went to producers on this, and I'm working yeah. on this. Oh, thing. God. No, I just, oh. I'm just saying hi. Stop I it. I just said hi. Shut up now. Show business is uh, too much in L.A. All right. Now, he, uh, here's what we're going to do. All right. I know that Quick Snaps is about football. So what we're, <laughs> we're going to do is rake the Twins over the coals first. They suck. The Wilds <laughs> suck. They got bumped in the first round of the playoffs. The Timberwolves suck. They made the playoffs, got bumped four games to one. So did the Wild, by the way. Uh, and then you got your Minnesota Vikings who drafted a four foot six cornerback. <laughs> Here's some good news for you. I'm looking at it right now. The over under NFL odds just came out on team win. All right. The Vikings are at ten according to Vegas. No way. They're the fifth best team according to Las Vegas. Fifth best team in the league. Yep. Well tied, on- tied for fourth. They have the Packers at ten wins as well. And just below them, Rams and Saints are nine and a half wins. And then the Falcons and like six other teams they have at nine wins. What, so who's at the top of the heap? Who do you think? <clears throat> Not the team in Boston, is it? Stupid Boston team. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots, they have at 11 wins. Oh, and then Eagles and Steelers are at ten and a half. Steelers, too. I'm sick of them, too. So... Vegas is good at this stuff, and they think the Vikings are one of the best teams. That's something. But here, Vegas is good at this stuff, but they picked the wrong team in every Philadelphia game in the playoffs. <laughs> well, there was a backup quarterback who overachieved. A ah, you got that right, man. <laughs> Nick Foles overachieved like there was no tomorrow. Uh, he was great. I, I was, you know, except for when he played you guys and my guys, I was rooting for him. I thought I it was a cool story. I uh, thought it was horrendous. <laughs> It was unbelievable. First they beat Atlanta, and then they pounded the hell out of us. And then yes. they they didn't really manhandle Boston, but close enough. Yeah, it was good to see them. And by the way, when I was a little kid, it was the Boston Patriots. It was not the New England Patriots. It was the Boston Patriots. And so why did they change that? Is it to, so that people the, in Connecticut can love yes, them more? the whole region. That's smart. It is. Minnesota Vikings is one of the very few teams that's named after the state it's in. Right. Yeah, the Vikings actually have appeal for a lot of different, you know, there's a big broad area that are Vikings fans. Yeah, except for the fact that they watch the team and they've lost all their appeal <laughs> once they've seen them. But you get the Dakotas all the way over to Idaho and then down until sort of Bronco, Bronco country. Yeah, right? that's true. you got a broad, uh, broad appeal. You know who doesn't have a broad appeal? The Cleveland Browns. Oh, God, are they bad. <laughs> oh. What so the, the hell are they thinking? They picked number one overall. You know when the Browns pick at this point, it's like watching them announce the players in the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> it is the same thing. You're right. Uh. <laughs> you thought the Madden curse was bad. Goodness gracious. You're 100% correct. That's exactly what it's like. The number one pick, Baker Mayfield, who's short for an NFL quarterback at just over six feet tall. Oh, but what he lacks in height, he makes up for in arrests and cockiness. I know. <laughs> the guy gets arrested and he's cockier than hell. Let's get him. Yeah, right. And they just went through this four years ago with Johnny Menzel. That's exactly. right. Congrats. Maybe they found a way to draft Johnny Menzel twice in four years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. And if Baker Mayfield can't outrun Arkansas cops, how is he going to escape NFL linebackers? <laughs> good point. That's a really good point, actually. 
They say they like him because he's got swagger. Maybe he's just still drunk. We don't know. <laughs> swagger? I got swagger, but they didn't draft me. That's true. You have swagger. Yeah, I, I got swagger. I what the hell? You, you, you can swagger around and, and do a segue here and there. And we were talking about the, the changes in radio in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. So we're just talking about when Disney used to own KQRS, it was, hey, Tom, whatever you need, just let us know whatever you need. We'll take care of it. We'll support the show. Everything will be great. And now 10 years later, it's, hey, Tom, the gas bill came in. Can you pay it? Right. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it really is really is true how, oh, how much it's changed. Oh, it's just unbearable. I've joked for years that uh, eventually it's just each city is just going to have one antenna and there's going to be one guy at the bottom of it doing the sales, the editing, and the shows. That's what I do now. <laughs> I do the morning show, I do the sales, I do the editing, I do everything. It's like, good God. And in between, he complains about it. <laughs> there's you. That's, that's Catherine right there. All right, so what do you want to talk about? First of all, you just got a new quarterback, Vikings. Why don't you get an offensive lineman to protect him? It's yeah, just a thought. Yeah, the Seahawks didn't do that. The, oh, God. The Falcons could have done a better job at that. I was looking around. I'm surprised there weren't more of those kind of guys taken earlier. Mike. I thought that was pretty cool, though, that the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks drafted uh, Kingpin. <laughs> so that was one good. Hand. The guy with one hand. Yeah, I think that that's phenomenal. That is a great story. That's a great story. That's cool. Really I, I was rooting for him. I was, I was happy to see him drafted. And he's a fifth rounder, which means, you know, the fifth rounder typically makes the team. So the, we'll see. The guy ran a 4-3-8. That's a moving man. Right. Woo. Yeah, he had one of the fastest uh, linebacker times in recent memory. <laughs> Do you remember in Kingpin when Woody Harrelson only had one hand? <laughs> yeah. And the waitress comes over and says something to the guy he's eating with. And Woody Harrelson responds, and she said, I said, handsome, not handless. <laughs> That is so cold. <laughs> I feel bad for Jawan Bentley, who was the next linebacker taken off yeah, the board. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's right. He's got to be sitting there like, I got twice as many hands as this kid. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> hey, you got hand. I, I think it's wonderful. I think, I, it is, I think it is, too. And it's so cool he got drafted to the same team where his brother's been yep. playing for a year. His brother And Pete Carroll called him right on the phone and said, hey, man, you got to come in. You got to work hard. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. That is really cool. The whole the whole story is very very cool. They're, the brothers are named Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin. They're they're identical twins. So mom mom named them both Shaq Griffin, which is like thank God one of them only had one hand, so she could tell them apart. <laughs> Shaq and Shaq Griffin. That's exactly right. That's crazy. What's left other than Shaquem and Shaquille and <laughs> Shaquan? Shaquan. There's Shaquan. Yeah, that's right. You got Shaquan in the draft. Should be Shanene. Shana- Ooh, the Shanae Goose. We got Damn. Saquon. Saquon went second in the draft. Saquon went second. There must have been a long moment between the pick is in and hearing Baker Mayfield, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a long couple of minutes for Saquon. It was. <laughs> like, oh, thank God, I'm not a Brown. By the way, shouldn't the number two pick always be to the Browns? That, that'd be a nice tradition. <laughs> yeah, don't give them the number one pick. That's not fair. <laughs> they keep pissing it away. Give it to somebody else who can use it. They do. Saquon is Penn State's all-time leader in yards from scrimmage, uh, and lots of people have been running from Penn State since 2011. Oh, <laughs> man. It's a lot of total yards racked up. As you got that. Lots of total running yards. from that situation. <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. I can't either. I, I want to see the movie. I'm, I, I'm yes, I do, too. I'm intrigued by this story. 
Um, Sam Darnold went number three to the Jets. All of these next facts are true. You ready for this? I'm ready for it all, man. His grandfather was named Dick Hammer. He played <laughs> volleyball in the 64 Olympics. In the 70s, he was the Marlboro Man. What? Isn't that interesting? Whose grandfather is that? Sam Darnold, the Jets' new quarterback. Really? Yeah. Dick Hammer. Sounds like somebody in a movie with Stormy Daniels. Right? <laughs> How do you survive being named Dick Hammer your whole life? And in the phone book, your name would be Hammer Dick. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when they call you <laughs> at the beginning of class, right? Exactly. There's a comma. Well, the uh, guy Hammer who does... The producer of, uh, what is it, NCIS or Law and Order SVU. Yeah, Dick uh, Wolf. Dick, oh, Dick Wolf, Wolf, yep. Yeah, Wolf Dick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a shame. That's really a nice name. That's gorgeous. How did they get two people making big decisions on that show named Dick Wolf and Speedweed? <laughs> it's like they were trying to get the dumbest names they could possibly find. Yeah. Dick Wolf produces a ton of hit Yeah, shows. he does. He does very well. And he, he's Wolf Dick and they phone book. What's a phone book, Tom? Yeah. Right. Nobody yeah. even knows what that is anymore. That's right. Catherine and I were, what were we watching? Oh, you were watching that, whatever that, believe it or not. Oh, thing. Beyond Belief. Yeah, you uh, love be- that truth, thing. Truth or Dare or whatever the hell it's <laughs> the called. The worst acting on the planet. But honest to God, they were like, so you do me a favor and go through your Rolodex so I can go to the phone booth and call this guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the, what are you talking about? You know what? My kid's nine. And a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at apartments, and there was a, an older woman had just moved out of a place. Uh-oh. And the phone to dial down to the uh, desk that was still on the wall was a rotary phone. Really? <laughs> and Ava literally didn't know what to do with it. She no. tried to push it like it was a button. <laughs> Me push each digit. I mean, how would she know? You never see the rotary yeah. phone. No, it's true. a testimony to quality, though. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> That's true, right. right? It still works. Yep. Did the place smell? No, it was not, it's a nice place. Though. Ageist? Ageist? Ageist. Ageist pig? You are an ageist pig. <laughs> Listen to that action. A lot of old people don't have a very good sense of smell. It's yeah. just well, true. That is true. I don't like that when you go to a really old person's house and there's, like, skid marks in the toilet. Then. Oh, okay. No, you know what I'm saying. No, I don't. It usually it's... smells like an attic somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, that's just you the smell the of staleness. Uh, it's I a just, collection uh, of old things. It's, I just yeah. saw my parents. There were no skid marks and no smells. Well, so... yeah, your parents keep their place yeah. nice. But I'm talking about the people that, you know, it smells like mothballs as soon as you walk in. And Yeah. Well, he's talking about the people where their kids abandoned them. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your own. It's terrible. Bye, Grandma. They're like quarters. Kostaki, what time do you have to be off? These are fun subjects. When's your... When's your When's yeah, your hard out? My hard out is in about 15. I got time. Okay, because we got to take a break here, and then we'll come back in that just a couple good. of minutes. Let's do it. All right. Then we'll be back more <laughs> with Shaquan. Are you sure you want to come back? Right after this, Tom Bernard. Shaquan Economopolis. Shaquan Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Economopolis. Coming up next, closing out this Cinco de Mayo edition of the Best Of. Closing up the old vault. 
All the way back to episode 470 with Gabriel Iglesias. Next on the best of. Gabriel Iglesias, our special guest. That, that was the movie. most detailed dental uh, yes. ad I've ever heard. I, that's probably yeah. the first time I've ever heard anybody actually promote TMJ. <clears throat> I know yeah, about, I found out about that because my girlfriend, she used to work in, uh, in the dental field, and she told me that's what I have. You have TMJ? Yeah. You're my, our daughter, my, my daughter's usually here, but she, she's, my wife and my daughter are in uh, New York. I don't know what the, they're shopping or something. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're usually, <laughs> my wife sits there, my daughter sits there, and she has, she has TMJ as well. Yeah, it's like a chew and you hear the popping. Yeah, popping you can hear the drop. popping. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you got the tweet up? I have many tweets up. We're going to talk about the fluffy movie in a second, an appearance at uh, Jackpot Junction, but <laughs> Gabriel asked me about, about language on the show, and I said, well, Andy read... Uh, an Iron Sheik quote. Mike, have you heard? Mike uh, Rasmus, have you? I haven't heard any of these. Oh, well, you're going to find this one rather interesting. Well, he made a new one, very similar one, about Shia LaBeouf. So. Oh, Shia LaBeouf's been in the news, yeah, that's right, because he pissed everybody off, got drunk, and was being an asshole, yeah. apparently. Uh, I don't know. Messing somebody's play up. Well, the yeah. Iron Sheik thinks about it is, Shia LaBeouf, no, you are Shia La dumb bitch. Go fuck yourself. I break your fucking neck, you no good piece of dead dog shit. <laughs> It, be... Does he follow it up with my friend? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got the Suarez one. Suarez one is right. Uh, you know, here. Mike, you know about the uh, Suarez <clears throat> bit the other soccer player in the shoulder? You know yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what this is about. Suarez, I bite your fucking balls off, make you our Miss Piggy dead dog, you no good Mexican cocksucker jabroni piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. And he's Uruguayan. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then for some reason yesterday he tweeted, fuck the Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? Good night, Satan. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Okay, so so Gabriel, we can talk about whatever you want. So to talk pretty about. much, uh, you, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Iron Sheik, for setting the bar. <laughs> what's funny is I've hung out with the Iron Sheik. Have you really? Yeah, I've hung out with him, and I mean, uh, you know, he's got his buddies with them, uh, the Megan brothers, uh, and uh, they they like getting him riled up. Oh yeah, they like doing oh, yeah. it. Like one of the brothers likes putting on an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt, and this was before the Ultimate Warriors, uh, you know, uh, he passed. Right. But I mean, he would right. do it on purpose. He and then as soon as the Sheik would see the Iron, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, T-shirt. I don't like him. I fuck him. I'm a legend. He goes, you're a piece of shit like man who makes that shirt. And I'm like, wow, dude. That was pretty intense. Have you ever seen Paul F. Tompkins and James Adomian's video where James Adomian is playing Jesse Ventura, our mm. former governor, and the Iron Sheik? Paul F. Tompkins plays the Iron Sheik in it, and he's phenomenal. I will give you camel clutch. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you camel clutch, Jesse Ventura. Oh, God. Very funny stuff. I want to hear about your movie. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> great segue. Oh, by the way, my movie's PG-13. 
just thought yeah, I'd well, throw that's that good. out that's there. Good. You know, that's good. good. Great segue. Great segue. Indeed. It's a uh, it's a comedy concert film I recorded uh, earlier this year in uh, in San Jose, California. We had uh, eighteen thousand people for the filming of it, and it was uh, it was big. It was like WWE meets the Food Channel. <laughs> it's it was pretty epic. It was one of those times where you can actually use the word epic, and it's it, it falls in, in a good spot. Arenas are. Uh, who was I talking to about that? Oh, uh, Nick Swartzen. I was talking to him about the difference between playing rooms. Uh, and then clubs, and then theaters, and then arenas. Mm-hmm. That it's just a completely, totally different thing. Oh, yeah. The first uh, arena show I ever saw was Steve Martin back when he was hot on Saturday Night Live. That's, what, 40 years ago now? Mm-hmm. It's got to be 40 years, isn't it? When he, had the, when he had his arrow on the head? And his, his, yeah, he had arrow through the head. <laughs> so he walks out on stage, and he's, it's an 18,000-seat arena. It used to be uh, the St. Paul Civic Center. It's now where the XL Energy Center is, but... The place is jammed, 18,000 people, and the back row is had to be 200 yards from the stage. It was five, 600 feet, yeah, right? Not like now. They got the giant jumbo screens where everyone right. can see the person's face. Right. If you got a zit, they, they know. Mm. That, that was, it was not like that then, and Steve Martin walks out on stage in the arena. It's packed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to begin with my fabulous dime trick. <laughs> he holds up a little dime. <laughs> it was very funny. It was very good. But was it uh, – how many times have you played uh, uh, arenas? Uh, probably a good 20 to 30 times. So you're getting used to it. I'm, I'm starting to get used to it. There's a big difference in the timing because you do have to speak you know, a little bit slower so that you know, it gives a chance for the echo to come back. Oh, to you. yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, uh, yeah, you can, you can easily step on laughs and just uh, the people haven't absorbed it yet and you're already on to the next piece. Yeah, I could say, well, yeah, and that's... You know, so a comedy club, it's like, it's quick. You can just it's, bounce it's like around. It's like a Ferrari. Can, yeah, yeah, it's like you barely tap ass. the gas and it goes. You yeah, know, and then so. to go from that to a theater, you just got to slow down just a little bit. But an arena, you can, it's an actual big difference that's to gotta go be from weird. club to arena. It's got to be really tough to get used to. Like, slowly, wait for it. Yeah. And, and also yeah, to uh, movement. Also oh, movement, yeah. like uh, stuff at a comedy club. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm just very much with hand right. gestures and stuff. But in an arena, you, you want to move a little slower and you want to make everything a little bigger. Like, like a What's stage. going on? And, and definitely, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. want to point. You, people like it when you point in big, in big yeah. arenas to yeah, let them know movement. that yeah. way back there across the street where you guys are watching me, I see you. You know, you want to try to bring everybody in. No, I got I to gotta point out, ladies and gentlemen, that Gabriel and I met just about an hour and a half ago. Under very, very nice, interesting circumstances. It was indeed. We were both at the same deli, and I recognized my answer was him. But I want you to know, what's your friend's name? Uh, Ryan. Ryan, what do you do? That's my production manager all around, just everything guy. So he's not your, like, bodyguard or anything? Oh, no, no, no. Because no, no, he no. threw me under the yes. bus. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He keeps, he, the, he keeps the hose off me. That's what he does. Well, there you go. <laughs> keeps, all there you go. Them, keeps all them hose off me. Listen to what he did to me. So we're downstairs at the deli. And we, I, I introduced myself, and we're having a good time talking back and forth. And there's this woman at the counter on her phone, and she won't get the fuck out of the way. Right? So we want to check out. I want to pay for my shit. And so I turn to Gabriel, and I go, is she going to be there forever? Then I find out she's with him. He never tells me this. No, but it was so funny because then I walk up to her and I go, please, come on. Get the hell out of the way. Because he walks up to her and goes, that's exactly right. He walks up and goes, come on, come on. There are other people here. Let's go. I'm thinking, well, it's a little harsher. I I mean, that's a little over the top. I wouldn't have gone even that far. And usually. And then you see me sitting with her and you're like, oh. I know. She sits down and I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. 
But yeah, I mean, it, it, what's funny about that is, and you and I talked a little bit about that, is that I tend to have a little bit of an edge to me. And a, a few months ago, you know, the the I, the uh, the stairs up here, the the metal stairs mm-hmm. coming into the building. There are four guys standing at the top of the stairs, and they were blocking the way. And so I walked up. I said, "Excuse me," and they didn't even look at me. Didn't acknowledge me. Didn't look at me. So I said a second time, "Excuse me," and still. No reaction. So I said, get the fuck out of the way. And then they moved. Nice. So even even I didn't go as far as you did the first time. I would say, excuse me, young lady. Excuse me, ma'am. Get the fuck out of the way. I'm, if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty extreme. So I'm either all the way calm yes. or all the way the other way. I, I have noticed that. No question about it. Your movie opens on the 11th. Uh, actually, they moved it the date because of the soccer games. Uh, the finals are going to be that weekend. What's so they moved game? it, you know, well, a couple of the ones. Yeah. They, uh, they moved the date to the 25th. The 25th is Yeah, the 25th opening. of July. All right, that'll work. You're going to Jackpot Junction tomorrow night, mm-hmm. which you'll love. It's You guys been there before? I've never been there never before. Been there? I have. It's a nice... Yeah, you've been I grew up right, right around that area, so yeah. It's a great golf. You don't yeah. play golf, do you? No, no. Great golf course. <laughs> Carried a couple of bags in my day, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't swing. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> Long Beach, California. Long, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So you just a lot of yeah, a lot of golf playing down there. So uh, yeah. for a while. <laughs> like that's where Tiger Woods grew up. Is Long Beach, right? No, that's Snoop Dogg. No, no, no. <laughs> Tiger went, because his father was in the military. He mm. lived in Long Beach, didn't he? I, I don't remember that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I thought Tiger grew up in the Long Beach area. Oh, what about Snoop would have rapped about him? Snoop Dogg, yeah. yeah. He's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But he, Tiger Woods, I've, I've never... Uh, did he? I don't know. We've got to Google it out. that. I'm just about to find uh-huh. out. Andy's finding out right now. I know you got to get going in a second here, but I just... You grew up in O.C. Orange County. Orange County? Yes. Oh, is it the O.C. now? Is that what it is? Less syllables. <laughs> My More efficient. Said O.C. Not L.B.C. It's O.C. <clears throat> Yeah, a completely different situation. Yeah, too but, focused. Uh, OCD. Okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe? No? But whatever. Whoosh. Whatever works. Um, um, 25th for the for the movie. How long does the movie run? Is uh, it's 97 minutes long. 97. It's uh, There's a mini film that plays before I come out on stage that tells a story about why I got into comedy and how my parents met and just the whole dream. And then uh, then well, I walk out good. on stage, you know. How long does how long's the opening part run? About six minutes. Oh, so it's not that bad. No, no, no. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of times people don't want to, really, we came here to laugh and comedy. Well, we don't want this, you know, a film film. That's what I was going to ask you about because a lot of people now will, they'll, it, it, like the first 20, 25 minutes is all this other stuff before they actually go on stage. Bullshit is what it is. Well, it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's, time, it's time filling when they don't have material for the stage. Oh, well, that's what I was wondering. And some pretty big names have done it recently. Mm-hmm. You know, Phil, 20, 25 minutes is like, yeah, okay, well, that's good, but let's get to it. It's uh, a little, it's a, it is a little much. It is. It is a little 20, much. 25 minutes is way too much if you ask when me. I, uh, when I saw Eddie Murphy Raw, <clears throat> Eddie Murphy Raw had about a little 10 minute uh, vignette up front that told a story about yeah. how he got into comedy. And Which that's is basically, fine. And it was, it was funny. More, than, more importantly, <clears throat> it was funny. And it was a little kid cussing and telling a dirty joke. And it was just, it was cute. It was funny. And, uh, and then it led into his concert. Yeah. So I, I kind of tried to model my special after that, minus the cuss words. It's not. A- then you showed up here and yeah, I showed up here and I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck the Monday. <laughs> I also mentioned I'll close with this because I know you got to hit the road here uh, in about a minute. But I, uh, uh, Ian Bag was in studio here yesterday, and Ian loves coming and do the show. I think Ian's one of the funniest guys in the, in the world. Anyway. He is one of the funniest guys in the world. He's so quick, and the, the yes. way he works a crowd is amazing. Nicest man in the world too. 
But it was funny because yesterday, usually when I get together with him, you know, he just makes me laugh and I have a great time. But I, I ta- started talking to him about reality television. Uh-huh. I've never seen him pissed off before. But he was like angry about reality television because it's not real. I mean, uh, oh, all scripted reality, yeah, scripted reality, right? And I pointed out, have you ever noticed in reality television that everybody gets in a fight every week, but nobody ever throws a punch? Yeah, everybody's you know in each other's face. Yeah. It's always wrestling or whatever, <laughs> but nobody is bang. Yeah, if it's know? in the street or in a freaking soccer field, there's biting and clawing, <laughs> and balls coming out. It's <laughs> Gabriel. It was terrific to meet you downstairs. It's terrific to have you up. Uh, Thank you for the donuts and for lunch. I know you got a million things. You take those donuts with you if you want. Man, you don't even understand. My problem is, is that <laughs> I see I'm a big dude, but I, I recently got blood work done because uh, I started having issues with my skin. My skin started getting real dry, and so I, oh, really? I, I thought maybe I was a uh, allergic like a celiac you know because i was always eating bread and stuff and come to find out i'm not a celiac i'm actually allergic to wheat you're right and uh, yeah basically no it's uh, slightly different celiacs can't process gluten mm -hmm. Uh, so what what happens is it damages their intestines so that's fun but wheat allergy is actually like you know like a uh allergy to flowers or dogs or whatever yeah. If it comes in contact with you. you it like it, it makes me. It makes me break out. My elbows will dry up. Really? I get a little psoriasis on my forehead. It, it's it's crazy. My that was my son Andy, and I, I want to point out that he didn't get his intelligence from me. He got it from his mother. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say he got it from Google. <laughs> I was, that's what I was gonna say. Like he's so smart. Did he get that from his dad? No, internet. Wait a minute. What do you mean? That's what you were gonna say? That you got it from your mother? I got it from the internet. Yeah. Okay. We'll believe you. But yeah, those so those donuts. I'm gonna. Pr- I'm probably gonna break out in the car because it takes about two hours. Oh, that's not good. But, uh, well, not no, see. I didn't mean to. You know, I said, even don't though get, you I'm still gonna get one because we're there. Sick. Would you like some poison donuts? Yes. <laughs> what's your What's your little poison with us? Mm. Uh, Gabriel was nice enough to stay and do a couple of drops. Still here, hanging out. Do we? Do you have the uh, James Adomian? Oh, you want the donuts? No. <laughs> now, don't you get sick? You still have the James Adomian drops? Um, I don't think so. You didn't just dump them, I hope. Well, I mean, they're on the old episodes, but I don't have the drops by themselves. It's no, basically be, just do an intro to the show. Whatever whatever you want to say, it'd be great. doesn't matter to me at all. You, you could point out, how, hi, this is Gabriel Iglesias, and I threw Tom under the bus the very first time I met him. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got time for us to come. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right. All right. Let's, let's do it right. We're rolling. Now, the name of the full show, because I understand. com. Okay, from the Renner's Warehouse Studios. Yep. Okay, here we go. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, my God, he is so sexy. He's the alternative Iglesias. He's the one you can get in the alley or in the elevator. That's right, you guys, and I'm here hanging out with my buddy Tom, who treated me to lunch, which makes him my new favorite person. That's right, you guys. You're listening to Tom's show right here from the Renner's Warehouse Studios. This building is so amazing, and you guys have no idea how pretty it is because you just see the studio. Wait till you see what's outside. It's amazing. Magnificent. That was a great Ross Matthews, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a white girl voice until yeah, Ross came along. Until and Ross like, came along. And they're like, that's a pretty good Ross. And I'm like, who the hell is Ross? Next thing I know, I'm booked on The Tonight Show, and I'm that's like, phenomenal. oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because even Jay was like, yeah, he's kind of a lot like that guy. He's <laughs> all like Ross Matthews. Matthews. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly got because I was, you know, I don't want to stare at you while you're working, right? So I'm looking over here and I'm like, God, that's a really good Ross Matthews. <laughs> 
Yeah, now he has his own show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he does. Right, it's him and Chelsea on E, at least for another month. Yeah, and then Chelsea's going. Where's she going? I think she was trying to get the gig at uh, Late Night. Oh, she's going to Netflix. That's where she's going. Ah, okay. She's going to Netflix. They're going to yeah, do a yeah, show yeah. with her. All right. You're getting nervous. What's going to happen to Chewy? We had something changed. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because we're Yay, still rolling. See that? That's oh, what good. I'm so, Oh, magnificent. You need more Coke? Ah, now I'm looking for liquor. <laughs> <laughs> you want some? <laughs> Whatever. What are you offering? Oh, we, oh, we have everything. More. Jack Daniels? We got TV promos still. Oh, oh, all right. Wait, what? TV promos. <laughs> TV promos after uh, lunch, so. Fuck wow. the TV promo. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck the TV promo. I am a champion. Olympic Greco-Roman. You know what I really like about true professionals? I'll, I'll still take whatever you put in the glass. <laughs> okay, it'll, make that, it'll make that TV interview we'll that sure. much more okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah, I love television. Yeah. Um, I really like meeting like true professionals because it's just... What you do is not bullshit. Thank it's not you. like I just made it up and it's an act. It's just who you are. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. About you know, When we met downstairs, you were just are who you are, and, and it's not an act you put on on stage. No, yeah, I mean, it's material that's thought out and written, all the rest of it, but you do it as you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. Because, like, you know, you're one of those kind of guys, after a half an hour, it's like I've known you my whole life. You know, because you, know, mm-hmm. you don't put on any bullshit or any of that. I, I really, really appreciate that. It's great because a lot of guys – well, I just talked to Ian about this yesterday. You can bring it up at lunch if you want to. But we talked about the fact that there are now like 20 Bill Hickses out there. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean. Hip, a lot of hipsters. Everybody's got a beard now. Yeah. Oh, it's just – it's amazing. There are all these different people trying to be anything but them. And I just don't think that works. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, – yeah, if somebody like Pee Wee Herman, obviously that's not how he actually is. But he's not really a live comedy guy. No, no, that I mean, was a prop guy back in the he's day. A prop guy, yeah, pretty much. Guy that was one of Ray Romano's great lines. Remember uh, uh, Green Room, Paul Provenza show. It was on. I remember uh, Paul Provenza. He had a TV show on for a couple of years called The Green Room, where he would sit around on the table like this with a bunch of comedians, and they talk about various things. And Ray Romano was on, and one of the other guys that was on. <laughs> Oh, so there you go. That TV pro. Uh, um, Bo Burnham was on, uh-huh. on on the panel at the same time, just sitting around talking. And Paul Provenza said, would you mind, Bo, if you go over and play a piece on the piano? And Ray Romano goes, I'm a fucking prop comic. <laughs> He's going to go play the piano. <laughs> that was a good show, actually. I, I, Mike, that's not still on, is it? What is it? Green Room? It was called the Green I don't Room think it Paul is. Provenza. Uh, it might be. It's a damn good show, actually. I liked watching it a lot. That wasn't a Comedy Central show, right? No. Mm, was it? It is not on anymore. Oh, it's not? And it was on Showtime. Oh, it was on Showtime, okay. God, you're quick. But <laughs> He's <laughs> a fast yeah, yeah, Googler. With that, with that computer, isn't he? <laughs> you know, the one that really pissed me off that, that was canceled was, uh, was a tough crowd. With Colin Quinn. Oh, God, I love that, that was show. A, that was a very fun show. It was great. And I remember Greg Giraldo went after Dennis Leary on there. When he ripped day. him? Oh, oh, so you saw it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it was, was awesome. Un- it was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> because it was true. Because mm-hmm. Dennis, I don't think, he's ever written a joke in his life. Yeah, and he's all like, you know, well, you know, somebody had to prepare for the show. <laughs> and when he got him with that, I'm like, oh, wow. They're going to go to blows right now. Well, it looked like – well, I noticed Colin came over and put his foot up on the table. Yeah, to kind of try to keep him separated. Like he's freaking Captain Morgan right there with his knee all up on the table. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I thought uh, that was going to get really hideous, but 
I really miss Greg Giraldo. He was just a terrifically nice man. He, he very shy, actually, in person, just kind of reserved in person. Mm-hmm. But God damn. I got to hang out with him one time. Did you? One time in Montreal. We were there for the comedy oh, festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we taped a TV show with, uh, God, what's her name? The D-list, uh, Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but we hung out backstage, and he was real cool. And just, you know, like you said, he was real shy. He wasn't yep. trying to be, you know, trying to be out there performing or anything. He was just hanging out, and everything was cool. Yeah, just talking like, to me about his parents and how they uh, have a bajillion tattoos. That's where he got the yeah. whole thing for the tattoos. All his right. parents are all tatted up. He went to what, like medical school at George Washington University or something, or uh, Harvard like he's Law. He's an actual lawyer. Yeah, so he, actual lawyer. So law. it's Harvard Law then, I think, mm-hmm. or, or Yale or. Yeah, he's an actual lawyer, or he wasn't actually, unfortunately, mm-hmm. no longer with us. But there's a lot of that in live comedy. Anyway, a lot of people, Paul McCurry, I don't know if you know Paul or not, but he does, uh, uh, he's executive producer and head writer on uh, The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And Paul got his law degree from George Washington University, or Georgetown University. There's a lot of guys in comedy, live comedy, that just have these Incredible. massive educations. And then there's a few dumbasses like me that got lucky <laughs> and uh, you know, just hung out in the right place at the right time, just started talking to people, and hey, next thing you know. <laughs> how, did it, how, did, how did it start for you? How old were you when you realized this is what I want to do? I was 10 years old when I made up my 10. mind that I wanted to be a comedian or a professional wrestler. Well... You know, and after my first fist fight, I realized comedy is the way to go. (laughs) I don't deal well with pain, even if it's a scripted pain. It's just it's still pain nonetheless. It is. And I'm still a huge fan of wrestling, and I've applied a lot of my business uh, from wrestling. You know, the the presentation of the show, the the excitement when you know uh, when you come out on stage, Mm -hmm. the marketing, the packaging of the merchandise, just the uh, overall. You know, uh, how you throw it out there, the cutting of the promos, the setting things up. You got to do everything big, big, big. I grew up with a lot of the guys, a lot, a lot of professional wrestlers. I don't know about these days, but back in the day, uh, like uh, the Road Warriors, yeah, Hawk, Hawk and Animal. Animal. Yeah, they used to uh, work out here. Yeah, I, I used to lift weights yeah. with them. Yeah, matter of fact, that's how I met him was lifting weights with them. And Hawk, unfortunately, has been dead a few years now. Animal's still doing really, really well, but a lot of a lot of the wrestlers. Yeah, so Brock go, was also up here, right? Brock Lesnar, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so you'd work out, and then you would go out that night. And you could tell when it was time to go home. You, no, nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. And wasn't about coming after you, but you realized somebody's going to get their ass kicked, and it's time to leave. It's time to leave before you have to testify and get someone. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a witness to this. Uh, I, I actually Hawk and I were very very close friends, and he I don't know what possesses a person to do this. This man was huge. And we're at, uh, there used to be a bar called the Iron Horse, mm-hmm. just a little north of here. And so we're there one night, and this guy made a comment about Hawk's wife. Oh. Now, why would you do that? So Hawk walks over to him and literally picks him up off, off the ground, pins him against the wall, and he says to him, I'm going to give you an option. You can either apologize, kiss my wife's hand, and leave, or you can piss your pants, or I'll kill you. <laughs> and the guy a, yeah. pissed himself. Wow! He actually pissed himself, and then went over and apologized, and then left. <laughs> what are you doing? I can hear him too. Oh, the Hawks! Well, <laughs> he used to get in arguments with my wife all the time because we go out to dinner. He would get in argument. Why would with you wife argue with him? Oh, because they loved one another. They were, they were very close friends, but they were discussing. Uh, uh, Hawkster one night wanted to talk about. 
the Mike Tyson rape thing with uh, what was it? The Robin Washington? Givens? Yeah, no, 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 no the, uh, Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that? Was it Desiree? Desiree Washington. Desiree Washington. So he's you know he's sitting at the table and his arms are like his muscles are out here and he's sitting like this. He goes, Catherine, you're out of your mind. You don't know what you're talking about because it wasn't rape. She took off her panty liner. And my wife goes, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> and, I going, and I'm sitting right here, you know, and they're going at each other. I'm like, oh, Christ. But it, that world is fascinating, very much so. But it's deadly. You know, the thing is, is that there's a lot of elements that are you're exposed to, and everything is so readily available. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to facilitate because they want to be around you. They're excited to be around you, and anything you ask for, it's it's very dangerous, especially if you have an addicting personality. Uh, I found myself many a night freaking uh, (laughs) (laughs) alcohol. Fortunately for me, has been the only thing that I've ever really you know messed with that occasional vapor pin or something. But uh, uh, yeah, there's some nights where uh, I I don't remember, and uh, I got I got to check myself from time to time. Well, yeah, the level at which you are now, you're you're going to have to keep an eye on it all the time because, as you said, whatever you want, you have access to, and that's not. I, I did voiceover for many many years and i lived in new york city made a ton of money doing it and worked about an hour a day mm-hmm. that is not a healthy lifestyle no they have 23 hours to kill and have a budget <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and i was you know 27 years old uh, living in new york it's like oh god this is i gained a little weight those two years yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell you that. we uh, we did pretty well but it's interesting that you you know that i mean you must be surrounded with good people I am. I, I have a very strong, uh, positive team of uh, people around me that they yeah, they look out for me. Don't get me wrong. Uh, from time to time, again, uh, you know, <laughs> and Ryan's laughing here. He's he's, he's seen the uh, he's seen the fluffy demise a few times. <laughs> the fluffy demise. The fluffy demise. That actually sounds good. The fluffy demise actually sounds it would be. Uh, yeah. Right. Something that happens to you with a cat and a sprinkler or something. <laughs> But yeah, so it's good that you. So you guys known each other for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the, all the crew that I travel with, we've been around each other for ten plus years. Yeah, good. You know, so I mean, yeah, through the good. clubs, through the theaters, and out through the arenas, and now with tour buses and trailer rigs and you know movie cameras, it's insane. So you. So we're Ryan, all kind of like you know like wow. Ryan, have you been? So you've known Gabriel how long? Um, See, since uh, yeah, yeah since done. Bakersfield. Uh, and when they got to go, they got to go. I, I, Just like two minutes? Two minutes. Yeah. That'll be perfect, actually. Um, I've been with Gabe since, what was it, January 2010? Yeah. Yeah, since January 2010. So when he walks off stage in an arena, mm-hmm. the first time he did that, it's kind of scary, isn't it? It's not the walking off. The walking on is the scary part. Well, the walking I mean, on, but I'm just the whole the whole venue. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Uh, and for, for you... Don't let me get in your way with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the back of your mind, you have to be going, all of these people want to hear what I have to say. That's amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, and to walk out and to, yeah. even more so because it's like at the end of my set, I do uh, I do old jokes. I do classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, people want to hear them. It's, it's, uh, originally, people were yelling out because they wanted to hear old jokes. And I'm like, why would I want to do an old joke? You guys know what I'm going to say. It's not yeah. a song. And I tried it one night. I just repeated uh, one of my old jokes from you know six years ago. I, tried, I barely remembered it. But the crowd went insane. Yeah, it's like it. Freebird. Free it was exactly. Freebird! <laughs> yeah. exactly and eventually I even said that on stage. I said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing the Mexican version of Freebird up here. <laughs> and then I tell the crowd, keep going. And they're like, <sighs> keep going. 
And then I find myself having to go back to my original DVD and start memorizing my old jokes That's so that I could do them at the very end as an encore. I think it makes total sense. You know, so it's it's super cool, and uh, I'm very fortunate that they would still want to hear that stuff. We sit at this table all the time and talk about Richard Pryor's first couple of albums, mm-hmm. and uh, those are now 45 years old, something wow. like that. They're still every bit as funny as they were 45 mm-hmm. years ago. The only problem is, as a white man in America today, I can't say the name of the albums. Let me, got, let me tell you something. So uh, my uh, my management team consists of two people. It's a man by the name of Joe Malash, who's uh, one of my original concert promoters. Turned uh, he, Then he worked for Live Nation. Then he became my full-time yeah, manager. Okay. And the other one is a gentleman by the name of Ron de Blasio. Ron de Blasio used to manage Richard Pryor, and he's actually oh, the one yeah. that cut together that album, That Nigger's Crazy. He's See, how come the, you get to say it now? Huh? Well, I love that name. Hey. Plus, <laughs> it was a bicentennial. Oh, yeah, bicentennial. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, that was the name of the album. I'm no, not saying anything I bad. Know. I'm just repeating no, the name of the, the album. the name of the album. But the funny thing is, is that uh, Ron, you know, he's a uh, older, white, uh, Bright white Italian man from uh, what Rhode Island? Where's yeah, from? Rhode Island. And uh, so when he speaks, he sounds like this. Hello, Gabriel. How are you? So back in the day when I was working with Richie, and, and it was just good times. And so he tells me a story. He goes, uh, he goes. Do you know I still get money to the state royalties from that nigga's crazy? He Why still gets like little checks from that album. So he tells us this story one day, right? About how he still gets money from that album, and. Uh, couple weeks go by you know he had told the story to a bunch of us at a table a bunch of friends a bunch of comics and a few weeks later we're, we're at a dinner at some function in uh, fresno california and it's outdoors and we're being loud we're laughing we're drinking and uh my buddy rick gutierrez who's on the on tour with me he went to the restroom and he comes back and we're all having this laughing you know conversation and he goes he goes what are you guys talking about oh uh, we're talking about what uh what ron was telling us about the uh, prior album and uh, he goes, he goes, oh yeah, you're, you're talking about how uh, how Ron still gets uh, money from that crazy nigger, and he said it really, really loud. He said that so loud in front of all these people, and I'm like, no, stupid. We're talking about how he still gets royalty checks from that comedy album called, you know, and it's just like, oh my god, all the people were staring at us, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I just think it's a it's it's amazing to know that that, oh, that uh, I'm represented by a man who has such a yeah. history, not only in music but in comedy. He managed Pryor, he managed Freddie Prince, he managed Bill Cosby, he managed Carlin, and he managed Lopez was his last guy. Yeah, and you would have thought he would have given up on Mexicans after Lopez, but he still took oh! a chance on another one. He still took a chance on another one. He had a kidney problem. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, uh, he has no qualms about about you know what happened with uh, with uh, Lopez. But uh, anyway, I'm just very happy that I have him as part of my team well, because he's you know it's like having Yoda there, man. I mean, this guy's seen it all, done it all, and so anytime he sees me doing something, he goes, you know what? He goes, this is something I've never seen. And that's that's a good thing. And I'm like, wow. Oh, so, I agree. You know, anytime he says something, I'm just like, okay, tell me more, tell me more. But yeah, that freaking album. <laughs> Eddie Murphy one time called Richard Pryor because Bill Cosby said, you know, you shouldn't work so blue, man. You should cut back on the blue material and you should mm-hmm. clean it up quite a bit. Do you remember what Richard said to? Yeah. Uh, next time that motherfucker call, you tell him I said suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jello pudding eat motherfucker. And he closes by saying, "Tell him to have a coke and a smile. Well, and shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up." up. <laughs> <laughs> And what's crazy is I heard from Ron that Cosby really took that hard. He didn't take yeah, that he did. very yeah. well. And, uh, you know. Actually, it kind of broke my heart a little bit because I met Bill Cosby for the first time two years ago. 
and in your brain, those guys don't get old. But then you meet them, mm-hmm. and it's like, Jesus, he's like 75 years old or something. He's yeah, blind he's in one cataracts, eye now. Yeah. And, but so it was kind of like, oh, man, it's sad in a way to, to meet the, a legend like that. He was very, very nice, though. He was a tr- very, very nice guy. And on stage, you could not tell if he was 30 or his, 75. His performance yeah. level is still there. It's unbelievable. It's still there. And, uh, it's amazing. You know, I, got to, I got to attend the, the filming of his last special that he did. I was there. That was, oh, yeah. that was super cool. It's amazing. You're going to kill me, aren't you? Okay, I'll get him out of here. <laughs> we just got comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even finished the drink. I haven't finished my Diet Coke. What, what, where, did, what, what time, what, where does he have to be next? Um, well. Oh, we got to do lunch and then we got to do that yeah, promo spot thing. Oh, you're going to go to lunch? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're going to meet Ian. Mm-hmm. I love Ian. Did you know that she was a candidate for uh, for the last last uh, Olympics? She was to get in the G- fucking way. G- gymnast. She's a former gymnast. Just to get in the way of the cashier. Is that what? Yeah. You right. She could <laughs> have done a backflip to get the hell out of the way right there. <laughs> so you were you you, you were up for, to go to the Olympics? Yeah. Forgot I was going to play. Unaware. Uh, she hurt. She hurt her ankle. She was telling us the whole story. Where'd you grow up? Wisconsin. Where? Brookfield. Goddamn Packer fan. <laughs> oh god! Uh oh! Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Back to my drinking. Back to his drinking. And on that note, let's run. <laughs> Hopefully, you remember to lick the salt before the episode started, because you're gonna need a lime after this episode of the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. From Mark Norman, Kostaki Economopoulos, and Gabriel Iglesias. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. I was so-